The Crossman Conversation brought to you today by Community Legal Services, Maynard Cooper, Frontier Partners, by Crossmark Services, and Roto Speaks. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Mike! Hey, my friend! What's going on, buddy? Oh, not much, man. Listen, quick story for you. Um, I, I know this may surprise you, but you know, my show... Has fans. There are fans. There are people that listen. I'm to not surprised. No, at it that. does. You've it got does. a following, man. I do. My mom is one. Well, there you go. You know, hi, mom. She listens to every show. That's right. And hey. I, I appreciate that. So keep it clean, Mike. That's it. Mom I will. is listening. Mrs. That's Crossman, I'm working at it. There you go. Um, and uh, one of the guys that um, I listens to the show regularly. You know, I, I've asked him. I said, Hey, you listen to the show. You know, do you have a guest? You know, like you'd really like to hear in the show. And this this guy is very critical by the way he's he's got very strong he's a strong opinion a lot of opinions guy. yeah a lot of opinions and he his favorite guest is john martinez is john martinez and we got to be nice because he's sitting in here today. Ah, he's our guest yeah john martinez our most requested guest is back today because you have a fan or fans probably that like to have you on the show <laughs> One confirmed. <laughs> One confirmed fan. So, John Martinez, thanks for being here with us today. Glad to be here. All right. So, John, um, you do a lot of stuff. I mean, one is you're a, you're a school teacher. So you're a teacher. Yes. And you're a dad, you know, raising yes. kids. And then you also uh, do some coaching. You do some coaching yeah. and mentoring. And that's a thing you do professionally. You're, you're paid to do that. And so um, people come to you and ask you advice. And one of those people is, is me. And so, uh, what I want, this is not rehearsed. So, you know, just people know that, but what I wanted to do was I, I made a series of like tough questions for John Martinez. That's what today's thing is about. This is tough questions for John Martinez. And I've listened to your show enough to know that one of these probably has to do with like my starting five. Your starting five. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tough yeah, questions. Yeah. I don't know that we really want that from you, John Martinez, but okay. these are tough questions. And the context of this is, uh, is for men. Uh, okay. businessmen mm-hmm. or, you know, other men, and this could be men and women, but just, this is from my own voice. Um, and probably people who've been successful and, um, and trying to deal with feelings. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to start with this one is John, why do I need to feel my feelings and speak my truth? You say that. Why do I need it? Why, why do I like, like, why do I actually need to feel my feelings? Why do I need to speak my truth? Yeah. So, as best I can understand it, your greatest need since, since you were born is to connect with another human being. And you came out of the womb that way, needed to connect with your mother to survive and live, like literally connect. And that doesn't go away as we get older. Uh, we replace somewhere, somewhere along the way. A lot of times those, uh, the feelings we have, the needs we have, we're told, we're, we're told, that we shouldn't have them or that we're especially men or boys growing up that if you have feelings or if you're sad, if you're crying, you need to basically eradicate that so you can be more successful. So you can be more manly. So those needs don't go away. So to, to feel connection, to feel importance, to feel valued. A lot of times men uh, find their identity in sports. They find it in success in business 
but those original needs to connect with other, other human beings don't go away. So what we see a lot, and John, you and I have talked about this a lot, we see men who've been extremely successful in business and careers financially, and they reach a point to where emotionally and relationally their life's falling apart. They're having extreme success in in every way that most people would say that they're successful, but it, in their private times at home, in their most important relationships, they don't know how to connect with their wife, with their kids, and they're set up for failure and probably the thing that matters most, which is connecting with humans. So when we, when you, when I work with guys, it's helping them connect back to the heart and the feelings that have been there all along, but they've, they've learned and been trained to suppress those feelings. Uh, so that for, for them to have a healthy life, they need to reconnect with that ability to feel the feelings, tell the truth so that they can have healthy relationships with the people around them. So they may not even be able to identify. Uh, that's just what's me identify sure. what they're feeling. Like so, it took me to fair to be able to identify. Like, oh, I'm feeling anxious, or I'm feeling sad, or I'm feeling exhausted. So, the first step in all that is learning. Yeah. How to identify what you're feeling, and then the second part is actually to speak it. Right. Most men, when you ask them how are you feeling, the, the number one answer is tired, and that's really not an emotion or you know in, in the feeling sense. But they, yeah, no idea. Can, well, but that's a step though, because I think, yes. I think most times guys would say, great, you know, right. our, our friend, true. our friend, Bill, we've talked about yeah. this, Bill, uh, did prison ministry. And he told me that like, he'd sit with a group of guys in a prison cell and he'd go around the room and say, how are you doing? And he says, the number one answer is great. Yeah. Like, like they're in jail, right? They're not doing it. So tired is a start. It's a start, you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, trying to get that to a deeper level to what, so, so that they know what they're feeling and then finding the discernment, and the safety will to say it because sometimes if we learn what we're feeling and then we say it, it's like, uh, but the people around us don't answer. It's like a baby that's crying that no one's picking up. That yep. that can be bad too. Correct. Yes. And as a school teacher working with kids, they're much better typically at, at knowing how they're feeling. Uh, this this week, my, my daughter told me she felt lonely and it, at first glance, that sounds negative, but because she could identify that she's feeling lonely, she can take appropriate steps to connect with friends and um, helping guys identify the feeling first so that they can get the need or the help or or the solution is so important. Yeah. So like if we feel uh, thirsty, we need to get some drink. We yep. need to feel hungry, we need something to eat. You feel lonely, you get something to eat. No, you call somebody, right? Yeah. And so I, like I, I feel anxiety sometimes and Sometimes that's good, right? Because it's sort of reminding me, like, John, you got some things you need to get it done. That can be good. But I also have to put that in proper context because it could go too far, correct? Yes. Absolutely. All right. Are you ready for another hard question? I am. Okay. Uh, is it okay if I get angry? Can I get angry? Is that okay? Y- yes. Is that okay? Absolutely. Because sometimes I get angry and people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you got to control that, right? You know, you got to control that. And that's frowned upon. Sometimes, you know. Um, but, but if I get angry, is that okay? Absolutely. In the religious world, a lot of times we see folks, um, that are kind of praised for their very melancholy, never get their feathers ruffled approach to life. And it, we even see in the Bible that Jesus flipped tables when he, at, at the temple, when he felt like people were abusing, basically abusing the, the people that were there making money off of people in the ways they shouldn't taking advantage of folks. And, and so Jesus is an example. Now you have to be careful 
uh, how your anger is displayed. Uh, but having anger, if you're not really angry, if you're never angry, you're probably not really paying attention. There's plenty of things to be angry about in this world. Uh, if you're seeing poverty, if you're seeing hunger, and you're not feeling some kind of anger to go fix that. If your kid's getting bullied and you're not angry about that, like it doesn't mean you go punch somebody, but it means you've got this fire in you to like, let's solve this for the person who's being hurt or injured. To that point, John, I, and I, I know I've told you the story years ago, I would work at this homeless shelter once a month and it was my responsibility to feed like 20 homeless guys. And so every day in the week or the month, you'd have a different person do it. So two months in a row, this men's ministry, men's Bible study missed. They just no showed. And so two times in a row, I got called not in my night on a different night. Yep. You know, there's 20 homeless guys. There's no food here. And the second time it happened, I was at home. My, my wife was out and the girls were little. They were like two and three, they're little kids and I couldn't go. And so I just told them, I said, look, order pizza and I'll send you a check. And when I called out, uh, the, and I was angry when I called out the guys who no showed, it's like, I became the problem. You know, like, like it was, they were mad at me. And, you know, I still think back on that, like that felt like really righteous anger. What I think I have to keep learning in those situations is discernment. Right. So, um, knowing healthy ways, healthy men, healthy people, because some people through their own wounding can't hear anger. Right. And so we got to know that. But other people can. And so having the discernment to express it and then come in the right context and then express that anger. Absolutely. And the Bible even says, in your anger, do not sin. So anger itself is not the sin. Right. The sin could be how you maybe in an unhealthy way express the anger through violence or uh, words that are very cruel or unkind. But anger in itself is not is not sin. Well, the flip side of that is that I do think some people manipulate it, um, to let, to, to bounce off anger. Like some problem to have, like these guys not feeding these old people. Well, we're not going to identify that. It's that John's yelling. That's wrong. That's, there's the sin. And then again, that the real issue never gets addressed. Yes. Right. So there, there can be, you know, manipulation. So that's why, you know, I feel like I've learned through some, some, some of Christian societal, not to feel my feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to feel them but then express them in a, in a healthy way. Absolutely. Okay. Um, uh, do you have anything else on anger? Cause I gotta go to my next question here. Give it to me. Okay. Um, why do I have to hug guys? Why do you have to hug guys? That's, uh, that's a great question. So I don't want to hug Mike. I just don't want to <laughs> hug him. Okay. I mean, I don't mind a wave, a high five, even a fist bump. Okay. But why do I, because you say this, you say, uh, yeah. you say hug a neck. That's, you say that. That's, I think it's important to add in here that I'm not, I'm not uh, struggling with this at all. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, like, like high five, you know, wave, a handshake, a firm handshake, right? Or like one of those hugs where I put my arm around Mike, but I'm punching him in the back. Like we're yeah. hugging, but I'm controlling the one arm and then I'm hitting him. But you're like, no, like hug. Yeah, it's you didn't lose the need for physical affection as you grew up. Like the same, obviously we may not be the same as like when you're an infant or a small child, but your need to have that physical healthy connection uh, with the people that are important to you, it, it didn't go away. You know, one of the five love languages is physical touch. Uh, and 
in healthy groups where men that I've been a part of, where men feel their feelings and tell the, tell the truth and find healing in that. Uh, one of the things that, that I've seen that people need and really benefit from is, is a hug to start the meeting or in the meeting. And I'm a big proponent of that. Uh, and maybe just because it's been very helpful and healing to me. Also keep in mind that a lot of men didn't get that from their dad and have a lot of wounding when it comes to like the, the male authority figures or the, or the men in their life. So it's just healing to have men show care to each other, to put their armor on each other, to give each other hugs. Um, we're gonna take a break just a second. Um, but here's what I want to say is sure. like, you're a hundred percent right. And, um, I do a more of like hugging guys and they do a lot of times I'll just sort of side hug or whatever, but I do that for the exact reason. Here's what's interesting is in the last six, seven years of my life, as I've gotten more into recovery and, and, and being more mindful about uh, physical touches, I've had several times where I've had like belly to belly hugs with guys who cried, um, like, uh, had the loss of a child, uh, was going through something. And I felt so much more prepared for that physical hug, right? I, I was at a conference, a real estate conference, and I gave a lecture, and a woman came up to me, and she started talking about, she and I share a mutual friend for years as well, that committed suicide, and she just kind of collapsed in my arms, and I'm just sort of holding her up in this embrace, and I don't think I was ready for that prior to having these kind of conversations. The way I describe it is it's, it's like holy ground. Yes. If you're a person who can really hear the person, a person's inner groanings, their sadness, their hurt in their most vulnerable times. They're trusting you with that. And some of the times that's built up because you have been shown appropriate affection to them in the past or appropriate love. It's holy ground. They're sharing their, their, their deepest, sometimes darkest secrets, their, their, their heart with you. It's sacred. That's awesome. All right, we're going to take a brief break and we'll be back. Uh, here at the Crossman Conversation with our good friend and regular guest, John Martinez. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. I'd like to thank Maynard, Cooper, and Gale, PC, for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. 
Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world to people who are impoverished? oppressed and persecuted. Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, hapless, and hopeless, and is currently serving earthquake survivors in Syria. Share the love and joy of Christ and give the gift of a hope-filled future to someone in desperate need. Learn more at FrontierPartners.org. That's FrontierPartners.org. Once again, here is John Crossman. We're back here at the Crossman Conversation with our most frequent, popular, most requested guest, John Martinez. John, so thanks for being here. Glad to be here. All right, so John Martinez, um, you're in the NBA final, okay? And I'm going to start you at point guard. You're on the point, okay? Okay. All right, uh, four other players from any time in history that you can have with you on the, on your dream team, and you're going to be playing the New Jersey Generals or something. I don't know who you're going to be playing, but... You're going to have the other four. Who are the other four players? Other four players. I'm point Jordan at the two. Okay. I'd put Bird at the three. Nice. Shaq is the center. And Duncan's the the power forward. I think the chemistry of that team would work. It's a lot of it's a lot of big egos. Yeah. Uh, I'm the point guard. I'm going to manage it. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna distribute it. Put armor on the guys that need it. Give a hug when needed. Sure. Wait a second. We had a few. We had a few less shots this game, but it'll be okay. You'll get it. You'll get it in the next game. We're here to win the finals. See, I think the Duncan Shaq thing would be fine in my mind. Yeah. Um, it's the Jordan Bird thing. I think that that would be a little bit. Um, you know, could how how would they do what do together? It's a good question. So Bird was just as happy to make a great pass as he was to to score. Okay. And they played so, together on the dream team. The dream team. They? Yeah. They so they, they had mm-hmm. a little, little time together there. So maybe that would work out. And Jordan is, is the greatest. I think all, at some level, all those players would defer to him mm-hmm. because one, there's probably never been a greater alpha male in the NBA than mm-hmm. the Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And um, he like deserves to be deferred to. Mm-hmm. And those guys want to win. Those Those guys are all winners. Right. And at some level in their careers, they all deferred a little bit to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think it would work. Yeah. I'd have to think about my four uh, to match against that, which, of course, puts me against you, which, you know, is is laughable in a lot of reasons. I mean, because you would beat me. Like, so that would be probably the tipping point. So you're a lot faster. You're the track star. Uh, you know, no, I, I, I think I put listen. LeBron against Bird. That's actually the first thing that popped in my mind. Okay. That, that's the lineup that I think would be pretty fascinating. I guess Kobe against Jordan. Would that probably be that that lineup? And then probably like a Wilt Chamberlain against Shaq, which would mm-hmm. be pretty interesting. And then I don't know who I bet against uh, Duncan. I just to think about that one a little bit. Garnett. That's exactly who I was thinking. Yeah, 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 that's one that's so, but yeah. that would be an interesting, you know, I think I'd give the edge to your team, but that's a pretty interesting matchup. Um, all that to say, are you ready now for your final round of hard questions? Yes. All right. So that was yes. the easy that question. Was the easy one. John the softball. Okay. Yeah, that was the easy one. This is now going to your heart. You know, I went to an FSU track reunion. Okay. And uh, so we had sprinters and, you know, athletes are from all the eras. And I did that same thing with um, your dream four by one, your dream four by four. And then I would ask that of, of all time FSU people, different eras. And it was super, super fun. And one of the guys I was talking to, and he was from 
you know, I don't know, like 15 years ago, I was 30 years or whatever. And I referenced a guy who had been there like nine years ago and he hadn't really, didn't really know who he was. And then the next day that guy was there, like he was on my dream team. And so I got us all together for a photo. Oh, that's which was, fun. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. So it's just different areas, things like that. So did you take a photo with your dream team? I don't know if I got a photo with that dream team, okay. but, it, but it was absolutely fun just because awesome. again, yeah. You know, because sometimes like you have athletes and people in your mind and you would think they all know each other, but they don't necessarily know each other. Yeah. Like um, we've had uh, Danny Werfel on the show and we've had Jeff Driscoll on the show and they both, you know, were star quarterbacks at UF, uh, but they didn't know each other. Right. Like we okay. actually actually through this show, we connect them. How weird is that? That's very cool. Yeah. All right. So, John, uh, why do I why do I need to cry? Hmm. Like, can I can I can I go the rest of my life never crying again, please? You could. I could. Yeah, that's that's a possibility. Some people do. Right. I, I would just suggest that if you are never crying, that you're probably your heart or a large percentage of your heart that you're feeling the part of you that feels feelings is shut down. For whatever reason, somewhere along the way, it was safer to shut it all, shut that down, and not feel those feelings, um, than than to allow yourself to feel the highs, the lows of of what this life brings us this is a tragic world kids get cancer kids die young uh terrible stuff's happening all around our planet all the time just read the headlines and uh if you can shut yourself off to that and at some level maybe even feel safer to do that but you're not living fully you're not living the full abundant life that the bible talks about where you are allowing yourself to really feel your feelings and connect with other people. So and one reason why, if you can't feel sorrow and sadness and loss in your life, you can't be really be there for others when they're feeling it. Mm. Like you're kind of like a, a cardboard cut out of a human and your, your cardboard cut out kind of there, kind of have your arm around somebody, but you're not really in it with them at a heart level. Like you can't, you're not feeling it with them. So your ability to connect other people at critical moments, uh, if you, if you're not able to cry or if you're not crying, I'm not saying you need to be a cry baby all the time. I'm just saying when you're, when you watch your child suffer, if you're not, uh, feeling the sadness, feeling the loss, when you're losing important people in your life, as you get older and you're going to funerals and you're not feeling that loss, one of the things too, is you never were that connected to them. If you're not feeling sadness to where you're crying, you're not, feeling a loss. If you're not feeling a loss, it means that person didn't matter enough to you to shed a tear over. That's tragic. That's deep, man. That's deep. Um, John, when I hear you say that one thing that pops in my mind is like, I guess there could be a guy that's listening to this. Who's like, man, I haven't cried in 30 years. And I just, that's just not a thing. And, And that could be true. On the other hand, if somebody, a guy's listening to this and they're like, man, I can't let my last time I cried. That that to me, it's like it's it's like having a kind of a tick up in high blood pressure or yeah. high cholesterol or something like that'd be something I'd monitor. Like I think that's probably something that's worthy to lean in on to say, man, what's what's going on here if that's if that's happening. That's such a great point. If if that guy's listening, my recommendation would be you know go talk to a counselor. Mm-hmm. The reason you haven't cried in thirty years, like whatever that wounding is, whatever that got you led you to shut it down. You on taking the time and it'll be painful to unpack the reason why would be so helpful to you to get into a a healthier 
frame of mind and into healthier relationships with the people around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unpacking it and and then learning how to appropriately feel your feelings, tell the truth, be in, be in deeper relationships with men and, and, and the people in your life uh, would be critical. That's strong. That's strong. Well, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I don't want to cry. So okay. I'm not talking about that anymore. So, um, John, any other things, advice that like, as we talked about all these topics, we just got to like, a, like two more minutes, anything else? I, is there a hard question I didn't ask that I should have asked? Like maybe involving math, you know, like a train leaves Chicago going 80 miles an hour. You know, you remember those questions? Yeah. I, I was hated never good those. At those. I was like, really? I just would be like, why don't you fly? Who, who goes, takes trains? Like what? I mean, what's up with that? Right. I mean, were these tests written in like 1905? I'm really off topic at this point, but I just want to say, is there a question I haven't asked you that's hard that you think we need to make sure we talk about? Uh, First of all, I just want to say, you know, thank you for talking about these difficult things. In general, I always always think about mental health and counseling in terms of, of, of your car. When the check engine light comes on, you go get your car checked out. For some reason, men have a real that maybe they feel like it, it it minimizes their masculinity or it makes them weak to go get counseling. A lot of times, uh, for marriage counseling or for themselves individually, I would just say that when there's an emotional disturbance or when you're noticing, if you're the guy that hasn't cried in thirty years, just think about it like taking your car in the shop. It's not a big deal. Every car needs maintenance. Every car needs to get uh, some work done. And think about counseling in that way. Hey, there's something off in my relationships or off in my marriage. If this doesn't get fixed, if you don't get your car fixed, you may end up with a total. Like you're, you may throw a rod and have to get a whole new car. And if you did a little preventative maintenance or did a little work when there was first some trouble, your your car could have been so much better. And in this way, getting a little help in the in the counseling or in these in these ways can make your life so much better. And you don't throw a rod emotionally. I think all of that is totally on point. And listen, all those questions I asked, it's because I used to not hug. I used to not cry. Like, like I'm saying yeah. that from that perspective, I wanted to read this to you. Um, uh, a friend of mine um, that I, I have not seen this woman in years. We're friends b- business through business, but I've seen her in years, but we're friends on Facebook. And she put this quote up and it said, I work hard because I can't afford not to. I have no one to fall back on. I am the backup. And I just commented and, and I wrote, I know this feeling. And she commented, John Crossman, you're the hardest working man I know. I believe that. And I cannot tell you the, the heavy emotion I felt when she wrote that. And I just commented back, you know, that is, that is very kind. This was kind of back. But it was funny to me because in that moment, I felt seen. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like this scene, like, again, like I, I may never see her. I mean, maybe I'll see her sometime in a real conference, maybe not. But in that moment, I was so blessed by her because it's like, I think I was saying, I've seen you and she's saying, I see you. And like, that's a good thing. Right. And so I think that in the context of all this, of like allowing ourselves to express what it is exactly that we're feeling and then having other people that acknowledge that. Yeah, that, absolutely. That, most that, most yeah. people, well, especially men build their lives so that no one ever sees what's really going on in the heart, even to them, even themselves. They don't, they, they built it up to where they can't even see themselves what's going on in the heart. Mm, that's powerful. tragic and, and lonely. So John Martinez, feel our feelings, speak our truth. And if we can't figure out, I'll call you and you'll help us. 
Is that right? I'd, I'd be glad to. Okay. All right. Mike, isn't he good? He's so helpful. He's so helpful. So very helpful. So and much- I just love his answers. And I really love your questions. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was I was bringing it today. Yeah. I was but- over here. First, I was angry that you didn't. And then I started <laughs> crying because you did. I, I just don't know. Man. I'm just glad you were listening to Mike. Well, you know, I think the thing it is, is that um, those are all those questions are really hard. Not for John. Um, that said, they're not for John. They're not hard questions for John because John's done a tremendous amount of hard work. Right. I mean, it's not without a doubt. Yeah, he's he's invested. So. All right. Well, John Martinez, thank you for being here. Uh, this has been John Crossman, the Crossman Conversation. As always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation. Produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.